This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 325. Chris from IELTS Advantage raises writing scores. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection. And we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now let's get to the show. Today, we talk to Chris Pell from IELTS Advantage about his coffee shop method to help you generate clear ideas for your next writing task two essay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, IELTS Energy listeners. We have a very special guest today, and I'm sure you have heard of some of his work. Um, I'll let him introduce himself. Who are you? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, this is Chris Pell from IELTSAdvantage.com. And what is IELTSAdvantage.com? IELTSAdvantage.com is a free website where students can go and look up basically anything you need to know about IELTS. And mm-hmm. There are hundreds of free articles and videos and basically cool. everything you need for IELTS. Awesome. So guys, listeners, this is an excellent free resource. We talk a lot on the show about the danger of free resources. <laughs> Because Chris, I'm sure you know. I mean, we're both we're 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 in the same field here. We focus on IELTS exclusively, and all of our content, our work, everything is online. Um, and I'm sure you've come across some uh, some dodgier Dodgy resources ones, yeah. out there. Um, have you ever had students of yours come to you with just like completely wrong ideas just because they read it online? Yeah, I actually wrote a, an article about this last week. About oh, cool. Basically, I was getting so many emails saying, you say this on your website, and this website says the complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so I was saying, Ugh. it's either that there's just two ways of doing it, or sure. they're wrong. <laughs> or or maybe I'm wrong, but hopefully not. <laughs> no, don't don't say that, Chris. Come on. You need to, you need to stand up for yourself. <laughs> um, but no, I said that it's just a joke. <laughs> so yeah, we um we encourage you guys to check out IELTSAdvantage.com as well as a free resource in addition to ours, because I am sure that we are not contradicting each other. <laughs> we know what we're talking about. Um even before we start started recording there's I mean there are ways you go about stuff and there's advice that we give students all the time that just mirrors each other so 
Today, we are going to focus on something really specific that both Chris and I have to work with students a lot on this skill. And it's, um, it's not, you know, like a, like a list sort of thing you can make. We're not going to give you a list of linking words or like perfect band score eight vocab. This is about coming up with ideas. And so this is a lot harder to teach. I can't just like, give you a worksheet and say like, memorize this, now reproduce it. It's not about that, guys. This is something that, um, it's a strategy that you have to practice, that you have to um, do a lot in your free time so you're able to do this on test day as well. So we're talking about how to come up with ideas for writing task two. Um, Chris, I'm sure when we, you were teaching in the classroom, Mm-hmm. Probably now as well. There's always students that are <laughs> like, yeah. we start writing test two and we ask them to brainstorm, right? And they're like, okay, so what ideas do I write down? What, what are my ideas? Like, I, what, the, how, what do you mean? What are your ideas? So this method, guys, is going to help you. So, um, Chris, what is this method? Well, in the name of it is called the coffee shop method. And the reason why it's called the coffee shop method will become clear in a moment when I <laughs> explain um, how it works. But it basically comes from when I used to teach at the British Council in Ho Chi Minh City. And uh, I used to teach the, the writing course there for IELTS. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the course, I would always ask, you know, what is your biggest problem? Because it would normally be students who had done the test maybe two or three times before and had failed to get the score that they needed. Mm -hmm. And the number one thing was always ideas. I can't think of ideas. Well, that was what they thought was the problem. Yeah. And it was a thing I used to do with my students was we would talk about the topics, the common topics or task two. Mm -hmm. And then I would like make them comfortable about their knowledge of, of these different topics. Yes. And then I would get them to ask, get, get them to think of ideas in a group. And then I would give them just a question. So there was a huge difference between the ideas that they could think of in class when they were just talking normally about it. Yeah. And then when a question was put in front of them and they started getting into exam mode. Um, so these were all very intelligent people. They had no problem thinking of ideas if we were just talking about it. Yeah. But as soon as they started thinking, you know, (laughs) task two mode, the, their ideas just, you know, (laughs) were not so good. So I decided to try and come up with a method that took them out of the exam room, if you know what I mean. Um, Yeah. Just recreated a method or a scenario where they would just be talking to a friend. Okay. Um, But before we get into that, uh, one of the things I always tell my students before is there's a couple of things about idea generation that you have to remember before you, you do this method. One is there's no one answer or perfect answer. Yeah. Um, I think it's because a lot of people maybe do subjects like maths or physics right. where there's one answer. So when they're doing a, a writing test and they see a question, they think that there, there's like one answer that will get you a band nine or right. one answer that yeah, will yeah, get yeah. you a band eight. When there might be 50 ideas or 100 ideas that could get you a band nine. And so, like another thing to remind students of at that point would be like your – 
not only are your ideas not wrong, like your yeah. your ideas are great. Your ideas mm-hmm. are fine. And you know what? IELTS doesn't care about your ideas. You're not graded on your ideas. You're graded on how you communicate these things mm-hmm. and how clearly you can state and support your ideas. It's not exactly, about yeah. just the idea itself. It could be something just kind of ridiculous, but if you <laughs> communicate it strongly and support it specifically, that's what you're graded on. Yeah. So as long as the idea is relevant to the question and is linked yeah. to the specific question, mm-hmm. that's a, a good idea. Yeah. There is no perfect one idea. Um, I, I find it a lot. I have lots of doctors um, in my online course, extremely mm-hmm. intelligent people, obviously, yeah. because they're doctors. And they really <laughs> overthink these, yes. these ideas. And they try to come up with a really complex idea and what I say to them is normally the simple idea is the best yeah simple idea that answers the question that you can support is exactly the best. so yeah. the two things <laughs> sorry go ahead the, and the, <laughs> the other danger with because we we have a lot of students like that as well I mean highly intelligent successful professionals in their field right mm-hmm. um and so they just they want to put too many ideas in sometimes because <laughs> yeah. they're like I have so many. Um, and again, like it's not about the the number of ideas. Choose, like you said, choose the simple one. Choose the one that's easiest to support with specific examples, and yeah. go with that. Like give as many specific details as you can about one idea, so you're developing it strongly instead of just trying to like cram like five different main ideas and. Into one paragraph. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Hi, guys. If you are ready to learn exactly what the examiner is looking for in writing task two, how to impress the examiner, make a positive first impression, and get the highest scores possible. Go ahead and visit allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. So one thing that I'll say about this method is it's kind of the opposite of brainstorming. Okay. Um, lots of students uh, are told that brainstorming is the way to do it. Lots of books sure. say that. Lots of teachers teach that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at brainstorming, it's the opposite of what you really need to do because brainstorming is the aim of brainstorming is to think of as many ideas as possible. Right. Yeah. Which leads to irrelevant ideas. And it mm-hmm. also leads to uh, lots of ideas that you have to sort out and pick out. And so it takes a lot of time. It exactly. leads to a lot of irrelevant ideas. It does work for some people. Um, however, it doesn't, it, if it's every book and every teacher teaches it, why do students still have a problem yeah. with idea generation? So my That's method okay. is something called the coffee shop method. So, what you do is whenever you see the question, just pretend that you are with a, um, a friend sitting in a coffee shop and they ask you the question. Would you be able to give them two or three ideas? Of course you would. Yeah. So that is much more effective than writing the question or the topic on a piece of paper, circling it and putting lots of arrows and you know right. writing all of these ideas. Normally, when my students practice this, they can think of two or three really relevant ideas in 30 seconds. 
And that means they can go straight into um, planning and then starting their essay. So do you recommend that they just think it through and not write mm. anything down? Well, of course. Uh, you can you can write notes, of course. You don't have to. Uh, whatever helps you. Um, on my courses, I don't teach people, like, you must do this. I right. kind of say to people, these are a few things you could do. W- sure. Do whatever works well for you. Yeah. Um, so let's think of an example. Um, if you got the question, uh, let's think of a really simple example. What are the causes of global warming and what are the solutions of global warming? That's mm-hmm. a very simple, simplified um, way just for example purposes. Yeah, but it does come up on the exam. Yeah. I mean, it's relevant for sure. So if you see, if someone looks at that normally, they think, oh my God, what do they want? They need really complex ideas. Let's <laughs> brainstorm. Let's get lots of things. And then after five minutes, you're looking at a, a messy piece of paper with lots yeah. of ideas. Whereas if you just sat there and used your imagination a little bit and said, thought to yourself, imagine you're with your brother or your sister or your friend or whoever it is. And they said to you, what are the causes of global warming? Mm-hmm. First thing you're probably going to say is, uh, you know, too much carbon dioxide in the air or mm-hmm. industry and cars releasing ga- ga- greenhouse gases. That's, <laughs> that's a really good idea. And that's probably, it's the simple, it's the most obvious, it's yeah. something you'll be able to support. And so that's your, that's your one idea. That's all you need uh, for that part of the question. Mm-hmm. And then if they go on to the next part, what are the solutions? Okay, your friend asks you that. Imagine your friend, what would you say? Reduce the amount of greenhouse gases, probably. <laughs> you know, that that sounds Genius. really, really simple. <laughs> but the the examiner is going to look at your paper and go, thank God somebody wrote that <laughs> because they're going to see all of these really complicated reasons that don't really, most of them don't make sense. So if yeah. you just put the most obvious, simple one down, exactly. you're going to do really well. Anything that makes the examiner's job easier is... <laughs> that's, what, that's what I always say to, to my yeah. students. Like yesterday, um, yesterday we had, I had a, an online lesson and, um, the person had written like almost 400 words for the mm-hmm. task two essay. <laughs> and I mean, a lot of the issues were present there that we've talked about today. Just too many ideas, too many ideas leads to wandering off topic. It also mm-hmm. leads to a poor cohesion coherence score because it's just not organized clearly. Um, yeah. And so I was like, just, okay, just put yourself in the examiner situation. Yeah. Okay. This person, <laughs> This person is paid per essay. Would this person rather see 250 words or 400? If the examiner's like going through this and she or he sees like, oh God, this person asked for extra task paper. Like, I don't want to read all this. It's not going to, um, it's not going to create a positive first impression. No. But not only that, I mean, it's not going to increase your score. More words does not mean a higher score. No, actually, um, on my site, people can submit essays and I set up an online form. And as soon as you get to, I think it's 330 words. 
for task mm-hmm. two, it yeah. won't let you write anymore. Oh my God, that's perfect. I need <laughs> so, that software. I need yeah, something. So. <laughs> Except I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit more harsh. I'm gonna I'm gonna say two eighty. I'm gonna say cross that. You're you're done. You're out of yeah. here. That's not an IELTS <laughs> essay. Okay, so guys, um, I think this is a really really useful strategy for how to brainstorm for writing task two, and it might even be useful to practice for speaking part two if you find yourself um, sort of frozen when you stare at that task card. Pretend this is just a topic that your friend brought up in a coffee shop or a bar if you're more relaxed there. Just choose your happy place and pretend that a friend is asking you these questions. I think this is also useful because so many IELTS questions are they're kind of boring. And maybe if you just in your mind, you put yourself in a situation, take yourself out of the exam, take yourself out of that anxiety laden atmosphere. And I think this will also help just calm you down and bring you back to yourself. So you are able to respect yourself as an intelligent adult, right? The ideas that you come up with, they're valid. When you think of this topic, when you picture talking to a friend, just like Chris said, what are you going to say first? Go with that. So this strategy, as well as all the strategies that we teach you guys on our side, it's all geared towards saving time, right? It's all geared towards efficiency and giving the examiner what he or she is looking for in the time that you're allowed to do this. So yeah, I love this method, the coffee shop method. So guys, please listen to this episode a couple times. Take notes on the um, the steps that Chris has told us and the example that he told us as well. And then you could practice this method for all the example questions that you guys are using in your preparation. Um, awesome. Chris, is there any sort of last gem of advice that you can give our students and our listeners about writing task two? Or anything IELTS related for that matter? <laughs> no, I think that was a really good point that you could use it for speaking part two as well. Um, I think they're always the best, uh, the best performing students. Uh, when you're an examiner, it feels like a conversation with a yes. friend or with a colleague. Um, exactly. Then your fluency is going to be, you know, really smooth. Your pronunciation is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, natural, especially your intonation. Um, you you know, if you, a lot of, my wife is doing IELTS tests pretty soon and we did a practice speaking and after it, I was like, why did you talk to me like that? (laughs) She went from, (laughs) she went from like, obviously she's my wife, so I know how she talks normally. And I'm like, why did you, why are you talking like that? You know, it's like, as soon as you're in exam mode, you go, you become a different person. And so, um, I mean, obviously, you're not going to go into writing task two and, you know, just, <laughs> you know, hey, put smiley up, faces all over the thing or anything like that. But um, in a speaking <laughs> test, yeah, definitely the more it's like a conversation, the more, yeah. you know, that you're, imagine you're speaking to a colleague, 
a Juno or something like that. Totally. We work on that a lot as well. Just bringing yourself into the room, right? Not being afraid Mm. to use your personality. And like Chris said, it does directly impact your scores in positive ways if you are able to relax and have more of a conversation and not be robotic. Um, In the blog post about this episode, I will link to the other episodes that help you think about how to be yourself, how to relax in front of the examiner, and how to positively help yourself to get higher scores. Okay, awesome. Chris, thank you so much for coming on today. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. All right. And in our in our blog post for this, guys, I will link to his website so you could check out all of his amazing resources. All right, Chris, have a wonderful day. Yeah, same to you, Jessica. Thanks for having me on. And thanks to everybody who's listening. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.